0: I want to speak to you on dominion. Dominion. Well, well, this is the week of you know financial dominion. So let's talk about dominion. I want to say dominion. dominion. Go to Genesis chapter number 1. <clears throat> Genesis chapter number 1. We're going to read from verse number 26. Everyone say dominion father we thank you for the entrance of your word the bible says the entrance of thy word brings light and understanding to the simple. therefore today we approach your word humbly we ask asking the name of jesus christ that you would speak to every single person today that you would make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer that i may declare your word here boldly i thank you lord that not one person will leave this place as they came Miracles, signs, and wonders be revealed today in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone shout one one time, Amen. Amen. Verse 26, then God said, who said? Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have what? Dominion. This is God's idea. It's important we establish that this did not come from man. God's idea is that man would dominate. Let us make man in our image and let them dominate. You have been created by God to dominate. You have been created by God to have dominion, to to be in charge. That nothing dominates you, but you dominate. And I'm here to tell you, you are going to dominate in this season. In actual fact, the last thing that dominated you will be the last thing that will ever dominate you. From this day forward, you are going to walk in dominion in Jesus mighty name. In actual fact, it's not just going to be in this season. It's going to be for the rest of your life. Get get ready. Every single day of your life, you're going to live in dominion because you have been created by God and you've been given the attributes of God to walk in dominion and you will walk in dominion in Jesus' mighty name. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth. I want you to notice Over all the earth. Man was given dominion over all the earth. All the resources that God placed in the earth. Are under man's domain. Are under man's dominion. Man was given dominion over all that God made. Man should dominate. Man should be in charge. The born-again man, the born-again woman should be in charge, should dominate everything upon the earth. This is the will of God. And God wants you to understand this and begin to live in the dominion that he has given to you. You are to dominate the fish of the sea. You are to dominate the birds of the air. You are to dominate the cattle. You are to dominate the entire earth. And every creeping thing that creeps, On the earth. Say this with me. I have dominion. dominion. Oh, come on. Say it like you mean it. Say it from the depths of your heart. I I have dominion. You've got to believe this. I'm telling you. The Bible says, listen, you've got to believe it in you and you've got to say it out with your mouth. And you've got to say it with conviction. Don't say it apologetically. I have dominion. Come on, say it one more time. I have dominion. I I want you to think about Jesus. How Jesus demonstrated this everywhere he went. Dominion over demons. Dominion over sickness. Dominion over poverty. Dominion over nature and even the elements in nature. Dominion over death. Jesus Christ showed us how to walk in dominion. Because when he was here upon the earth, Jesus walked in absolute, complete dominion. Jesus Christ was never dominated one time. And if Jesus Christ walked in absolute dominion, guess what? You and I have been given the same authority to walk in absolute dominion. Let us make man in our image. Let them dominate. Let them rule. Let them reign. And if there's anything that wants to dominate you, you put it where it belongs. Because you've been given the authority in the name of Jesus to put everything where they belong. Because you are like God. I didn't say you are God. I said you are like God. You've been given the attributes and the nature and the abilities and the possibilities that God possesses. Let them have dominion. Does God have dominion? I said, does God have dominion? And if God created you like he is, that means you must have dominion. That is the reason why God said, Adam must have dominion, and God gave him dominion. Yes, we know that Adam committed high treason when he sold out and gave his place to Satan. The Bible says the first Adam lost it, but praise God, the last Adam came. His name is Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. And when he showed up on the earth, he began to show us how to walk in the same dominion that God gave to the first Adam. And he showed us that you can put the devil where he belongs. You can put poverty where it belongs. You can put sickness where it belongs. Everything that tries to creep up on you, you can say to it in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, you have no place in my life. You have no place in my business. You have no place in my family. Go back to heaven. From whence you came. Somebody shout dominion this morning. That is what Jesus demonstrated. That is what Jesus showed us, that you can have dominion over lack. You can have dominion over sickness. That is why when Jesus Christ showed up in a place, when he came, he came with glory. He came with power. When people that were sick came to Jesus, he told the sickness to leave their bodies, and the sickness left their bodies. When people that were demon-possessed came, he told the devil to come out. The Bible tells us that people that watched were amazed that with one word... He speaks to devils and devils obey him. I want you to understand the same dominion that Jesus had. is the same dominion that you and I carry today. Amen. If only we will understand this and begin to appropriate what Jesus Christ has done and given to us. We shall begin to walk in dominion like never before. Amen. And I'm here to announce to you, it is time to walk in dominion over sickness, over poverty, over the walks of darkness. Everything the devil has thrown into your life, I'm here to say in the name that's above every other name. They back off, they back out. They go back to the kingdom of darkness from whence they came. They will have no authority over your life from this day forward. If you receive it, then put your hands together and give Jesus Christ all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Come on, shout unto the Lord a shout of victory. Hallelujah. 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 (laughs) Praise the Lord. Tell somebody, I have dominion. dominion. Oh my God, you don't sound convincing this morning. I'm I'm preaching better than you guys are responding today. I I have dominion. I have dominion. You're going to walk out of this place and you're going to understand that you have dominion tomorrow. You have dominion on Tuesday. You have dominion on Wednesday. You you even have dominion when you're sleeping in your bed. You don't have to be wide awake to dominate the powers of darkness. You will be sleeping at home and your dominion will continue to work. Because you have dominion that God gave to you. The first man lost it but the last man the last Adam came and my goodness he went down to hell the Bible tells us The devil thought that he had won. The devil did not know by killing the Son of God was his undoing. And when Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, they brought him down and they put him in the tomb. But they thought it was over. They did not know that Jesus Christ would go down to hell. He went down to hell. And the Bible says he took from the devil the keys of death and hell and the grave. And he stripped the devil. And he came up and he said, all power. In heaven and in earth has been given to me, but then he turned around and he said to the church, You go in my name. In other words, the power that I've received, I give it to you. Therefore, wherever the source of your you shall tread upon, that is the place I've given to you. You will not be dominated by life circumstances, you will not be dominated by the devil, you will not be dominated by sickness and disease. I take authority over cancer. It will not work in your body ever again. I take authority over diabetes. It will not work in your body ever again. I take authority over every report that the devil gave to you. I command it to be reversed. In the name of Jesus. If you receive it and put those hands together. Ah! Give Jesus the praise. Give Jesus the glory. I've got dominion. I've got, I've got dominion. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. Look at the life of Jesus. Go read the gospels and see the way Jesus operated. Devils were afraid. Have you come to destroy us? Come out. Today it's a show in many places People start to have conversation with devils. Who cares what the devil has to say? Jesus did not have conversation with devils. Shut up. Come out. People make a big deal out of what happened in, you know, the the gathering demoniac. What's your name? The demon says, what? Legion. And today, people want to have a conversation. I saw this video. This man was having a conversation with this demon. Of course, the demon speaking through the man that he was living in. What's your name? Oh, where are you? I, I don't care where the demon is from. I remember my first deliverance service. In actual fact, I was involved. I was not the one delivering the young woman. I was a young believer. I guess I was 15, 16 at the time. And they said to me, God will hold her legs. Because when the demon is about to come out, they know that people begin to manifest and they do all kinds of acrobatics. He asked me to hold Onto this young lady's legs. And I was 15, 16 at the time. And the guy who was leading the deliverance uh, prayer meeting or prayer, whatever you call it. Said to the young girl, of course speaking to the demon. What's your name? The demon said, told his name. And and the man asked, where are you from? Who cares where the demon is from? Go back to hell where you came from. People are now having conversations with devils. Who cares what the devil is here to do? The Bible has told us, John 10:10, 10, 10, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. What is all this conversation with devils? What have you come to do? What is your purpose in her life? We know the purpose. There's only one purpose that's broken down in threefolds: to steal. everyone said to steal. steal. said to kill, kill. said to, to destroy. That is what it is. There's nothing more the devil does. What is depression? It falls into the category. What is suicidal thoughts? It falls into the category. What is poverty? It falls into the category. What is sickness and disease? They all fall into the category. What is divorce? It falls into the category. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But praise God, Jesus said, the Son of Man has come. That you might have life and have it more abundantly. The Son of Man has not just come to give you life. He has come to give you life and abundant life. He has come to give you life in quality and in quantity. Can someone shout hallelujah? and that is that is a life that I've come to talk to you about today it's a life that dominates it's a life that's always in victory it is a life that is never depressed it is a life that is never under the oppression of the devil it is a life that lives free from sickness in actual fact God says I'll take sickness away from the midst of you and the length of your days I will fulfill I'm telling you right now by the authority in the name of Jesus Christ the son of God no sickness will ravage your body by the authority in the name of Jesus demons will not oppress you any longer Amen. the Bible says you have overcome them little children for he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world if you believe the greater one lives in you then put your hands together and shout unto the Lord a shout of victory hallelujah glory to God mr. devil what's your name so the man asked him what his name was And the girl spoke out, of course, the demon in the girl said what his name is. And then the man asked question number two, where are you from? And the demon said, from China. (laughs) I've never heard anything like that. I was was a new believer. Never heard that demons fly from China to Nigeria. (laughs) Because I am Nigerian, I grew up in Lagos. So this demon flew all the way from China, didn't even buy a plane ticket. All the way from China. Came to Nigeria. You left over one billion people in China to come to Nigeria to possess one girl. Don't you have many candidates in China? Why did you leave the Chinese people to come to Nigeria? The demon flew without a plane ticket, no visa, no check at immigration, and came into this girl. You see, you don't want to get involved in that stuff. Where are you from? What's your name? Uh, What is your purpose? What are you doing? Who cares? Who cares what your name is? By the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Out! That's what you do? Come on now say amen. amen. As if we're going to negotiate with the devil. That is the dominion that Jesus walked in. Such dominion, such authority. And when you look at the life of Jesus, it should challenge us. John 14, 12, he that believes in me, the works that I do, shall he also do. And even greater works, because I go to my father. People are talking about doing the greater works. They haven't even started doing the works. Start doing the works and then we can talk about greater works. Can someone say amen? The works that I do. What works did Jesus do? He was casting out devils. He did not tolerate the presence of demons. Not in the place where he was ministering and not in people's lives. Come on now, say amen. Amen. What were the works of Jesus? He fed the hungry. The disciples said to Jesus, let them go and get, some, get themselves food to eat because this place is a deserted place. Jesus said, no, don't let them go. You feed them. You do what? Yeah. Who's going to feed them? You. Talk to me. Who's going to feed them? Yeah. You feed them. You feed them. Oh, Jesus, they need to go and buy victuals. No, you feed them. You feed them. And I believe today, Jesus Christ is still telling the church, you feed them. Just like he told the disciples, he tells us, you feed them. But Lord, all we've got is five loaves of bread and two fish. It doesn't matter. Maybe what you've got is very little. But when you put that which is little in my hands, I will multiply it. And I will put it back in your hands. And I will ask you to feed the nations with what looks small. I'm here to tell you this morning what seems small today. God will increase it when you give it into the hands of the Lord. And you believe in faith that God will use your little to bring about increase. Not just in your life but in the lives of others people and that is what I believe prosperity is prosperity is not how loaded I am prosperity is what God does in the lives of other people through me come on now shout hallelujah don't tell me I have money if your money is not a blessing to people you are broke God is not impressed because you have tons of and tons of money in your bank account, God is impressed when you use what He has given to you and you bless people with it. Amen. That is a man that's truly really wealthy. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in treasure in heaven, where moth and rust Cannot corrupt, where thieves cannot break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart. Have you noticed that your heart follows your treasure? Jesus did not say, where your heart is, there your treasure will be. He said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. You know that what? Your heart follows your treasure. That's the reason why some people are generous. Why? Because their treasure is in the kingdom. And because their treasure is in the kingdom of God, they are about their father's business. That is the reason why you see that they are burning on fire with God. Their hearts are on fire. They love to pray. They love to worship. They love to come to church because that is where their treasure is. When your treasure is in the house of God, you will be in the house of God. David said, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go to the house of God. Because his treasure was in the house of God, his heart was in the house of God. That is the way it works. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. But notice, he said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. You've got a reason to go to heaven. Because your treasure is in heaven. And no thief can break through. You've got an account that no robber can steal from. And don't get worried in these days because of what's happening in the global economy. People go around and they're looking at the exchange office. How much is the dollar? How much is the lira? How much is the euro? I don't mind you looking at that, but don't let it bother you. The Lord will supply all your needs. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. Nobody in this place will, will be broke. Amen. I don't care how much the rent is today. The Lord is not just going to give you a place to rent. The Lord is going to give you a place where people will come and rent. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, if your amen is the loudest, you are the one I'm talking to. Amen. Uh-huh. Yes. That's how it works because you've got to pull faith out of people. You cannot sit in a service like this and be indifferent. You are in or out. My God, if some of you were watching a football game yesterday, you'd be on the stand shouting, Yeah! Galatasaray! Yeah! Real Madrid! Manchester United! People fight over these things in Nigeria today because some people are for Arsenal. Some people are for Chelsea. Some are from Manchester United. And there is a fight because your team won or your team lost. It's a big thing now in Nigeria. I don't know of other African countries, but I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It's a big thing now in Nigeria. Is that correct? Big deal right now. People are divided because of clubs in England. (laughs) (laughs) Clubs in England, they don't even give you a pound. Forget a pound. They don't give... What's that... uh, pens they don't give you say one P they don't give you pens (laughs) but there you are fighting and you're having you're making enemies with people that you you should be friends with because of Arsenal (laughs) my god some of those guys are making they're earning 150,000 pounds every week and here you are killing yourself over somebody who is making even if the guy lost he just pocketed one hundred and fifty thousand pounds weekly I'm for Arsenal. I'm for Chelsea. Yeah, you see? One of them is for Chelsea. (laughs) That's a Chelsea fan right there. But people go to football games and they get excited and they shout for their team and they're cheering on their team. Don't come to church and look like a spectator. Because you're not a spectator, you are a participant. Get involved. I'm trying to pull faith out of you this morning. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God, does not say he that cometh to a building. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Do you believe God is here right now? Oh yeah. must believe that he is and he is a rewarder. God will reward those that do what? yeah so there's got to be some diligence here this morning amen. you've got to stay focused don't be distracted don't let somebody steal your miracle amen. can someone say amen? amen whatever happened yesterday listen if it was bad it's over forget it you are now in the presence of god it's a new day this is a day the lord has made and i will it's a choice i will rejoice and i will be glad in it today i choose to rejoice today i choose to be blessed Today I choose to be empowered. Today I choose to go to a whole new level in God. Today I choose to break through. Today is my day for a miracle. I'm not leaving this service the same way as I came. I don't know about you, but I came with an expectation. And God's going to touch me. God's going to bless me. God's going to empower me. Can someone shout hallelujah? Glory to God. Somebody shout glory. Come on, shout glory like a minute! it. Glory! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis 1, we just read 26. Look at 27. So God created man. I like that. God created man in His own Amen. image. Rubbish when people talk about the Big Bang. Big Bang Theory. What is the Big Bang? This thing just suddenly exploded. I was in my bedroom yesterday... And, uh, I mean, yesterday was a very busy day for me. You know, we we were just involved in a lot of things. And and then I was sitting in the bedroom. I turned on the TV. and, And I was watching this documentary. And this lady started talking about, you know, this is how everything fell in place. The Big Bang Theory. Are you serious? Suddenly, there was an explosion. And out of the explosion... Everything just fell in place. You see, it takes more faith to believe that. You didn't hear what I said. It takes more faith to be that stupid. It takes more faith. This thing just exploded. Everything fell in place. It takes more faith to believe that nonsense. It takes more faith to believe in man coming from monkey. Huh? The theory of evolution. We we have evolved, not you and I. <laughs> Be very careful when you say "we," because if you say "we," you're trying to get me involved. You you maybe you were a monkey. I was not. I was not. I was watching Wildlife the other day, and this person said the narrator said, "Well, uh, these these are our closest cousins." You, please don't say "our." Don't say we. Say your. You say it's my closest cousin. This is your closest cousin. Not our closest cousin. I have nothing with apes. I didn't come from apes. I came from the living God. God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion. Come on now, say amen. Amen. Apes don't have dominion. Monkeys don't have dominion. When they see lions, they run. Is that true? They They don't have dominion. They have dominion amongst their own type. They have what you, like in the chicken world, the pecking order. You stay under. You stay under. You know what I mean by that? They have the pecking order. You stay under. I'm on top. You stay under. That, that's the only dominion that monkeys have. We did not come from monkeys. Look, you can believe what you want. But I believe the word of God. Amen. I believe the truth. Amen. And it's interesting how they want to force you to believe what they believe. But then when you talk about what you believe, they think you are stupid. Yeah. Somebody is stupid, but it's not me. Because God is not stupid. Come on, I say, God is not stupid. And everyone shall stand before him and give account of how they've lived their lives on earth. You believe or you don't, it doesn't change it. Oh, I don't believe. Okay, don't believe. You better start believing. Your not believing does not even change the fact. The day comes when you breathe out your last. For it's appointed unto men once to die. And after then, judgment and then people want to come up with this reincarnation there's nothing like that you go you go you're not coming back you don't come back you don't come back like a cockroach you're not coming back like a rat you're not coming back like a mice you're not coming back like a... you're not coming back like a cow that's the big stuff now in India you're not coming back you're not coming back you go you go it's appointed it's appointed you go Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Come on now, somebody shout amen. Amen. So, God created man. If we just stay with that, we will be fine. Who created man? God. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So if God made you in his image, here's my question, is God a loser? (laughs) If God is not a loser, you are not a loser. Look, listen, the people in the front are responding. The people in the back are not. So let me preach to you. If God is not a loser... You are not a loser. Amen. Yeah, I like this group. Let me keep preaching here. You are not a loser. Amen. God is not a loser. Amen. God's a victor. Yes. You will never be a victim. Amen. You will be victorious Amen. in every area of life. Amen. The last defeat you had will be the last defeat Amen. you will ever have. Amen. You will... Ah, ha ha You will never know never know a day of defeat. Never know a day of defeat. God will cause you to be victorious in everything you set your hand upon to do. The Bible says you will be like a tree, planted by the streams of water, bringing forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves does not fade, and whatever you do will prosper. That is the will of God. That is the purpose of God. And if you notice, the tree that is planted by the river does not have to depend on the outward circumstance to flourish. Why? Because it it draws its nutrients from what the river produces. You are like a tree. You will flourish all the time because you are connected to the Holy Ghost. You're connected to Jesus. You're connected to the Word of God. You're connected to the power of God. That is the reason why no matter what's happening around you, you will never go down. No matter what's happening around you, you will never have one day of depression. No matter what's happening around you, you will not go down economically Amen. no matter what's happening around you your health will never go down Amen. because God said in his word you will flourish Amen. tell your neighbor I'm flourishing. I'm flourishing. Flourishing. I'm flourishing I'm flourishing, I'm flourishing I'm flourishing glory to God Who man was created to operate like God God is a God of faith God is a faith God God's not a doubt God So faith God And because God is a faith God, God spoke everything into existence. It's time to believe. And it's time to speak. I say it's time to believe. And it's time to speak. For with the heart man believes. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart man believes. You believe in your heart and you speak it out of your mouth. And you will see that which you believe come to manifestation in your life. This book of the law. If Christians, even, listen, if Christians just leave with the Pentateuch, they will do well. The first five books, the Pentateuch. If you just leave within the first five books, you will do well. Abraham was in the first five books. The man was a very successful man. The man dominated wherever he went. Moses was in the first five books. Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night, so that you may observe to do according to what is written therein. Then you will make your way. You will make, you will make, you will make, you will make your way. Say to me, "You you will make. You will make your way prosperous. People say I'm against prosperity. Well, I'm sorry, it's in the Bible. You will make your way prosperous and you will have success. No, good success. Good success. Tell somebody good success. success. It is time to have good success. Not just success, but good success. Come on now. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord. It maketh one truly, truly rich. And he adds toiling. Neither does stalling increase it. That is good success. Tell somebody good success. Good, good success. Say, good success is my portion. Success, my portion. <laughs> Someone say to me, good success is my portion. Good success, my portion. Good success is my birthright. Good success, my birthright. If you believe it, shout amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 So believe and speak. Don't talk yourself into a hole. If you have already done that, talk yourself out of it. I'm telling you right now, you can. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat its fruit thereof. You carry life on your tongue. And I'm not talking about positive confession because I don't preach that. I'm talking about kingdom dominion. Because this is not. Positive confession. This is the dominion of the kingdom of God. When Jesus came to earth, he showed us the kingdom of God is here. Everywhere he went, he had dominion. This is not positive confession. Think Jesus was... Positive confession. Forget that. That Listen, people have brought some of the new age stuff into the church. Oh yeah. Be positive. You know by now that I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not here to motivate anybody. That's why some of my messages, people don't really get happy. Because I'm not a motivator. I'm a preacher of the word of God. And I I preach it undiluted. I'm not going to dilute the word. I'm going to preach it raw like it is. Tell you what it is. You're going to get happy or get sad. You've got to choose one. But something's going to happen. You sit here, something's going to happen. You're going to get happy or you get sad? Happy. Amen. Amen. Or maybe let me add one more. Happy, sad, or glad? But you're going to get something. Can someone shout hallelujah? <laughs> Can someone shout hallelujah? Yeah. Can someone shout hallelujah? Yeah. Can someone shout hallelujah? Yeah. Someone shout hallelujah? Yeah. You believe with your heart. Don't keep quiet. The Bible says God calleth. The things that be not as though they were. God is a faith God. God speaks. Light be. Boom. Light came. Come on. Say amen. Amen. Jesus kept speaking. Do you believe I can do it? He will ask them. Yes. Now let it be done unto you according to your faith. He would speak it out. You don't need to come under my roof. Just speak the word and my servant shall be well. Come on now, say amen. Jesus was speaking the word. Jesus was speaking. You've got to speak the word. Believe it first and speak it out of your mouth. And I'm telling you, everything that's worked against your life will begin to disappear. Everything that's worked against your life will begin to dissipate. As you begin to take the word of God, put it in your heart and begin to speak it out of your mouth. And you will begin to see how things will begin to turn around in your favor. Because what you believe and what you speak will go a long way to create your life. I'm very conscious of the words that come out of my mouth. I'm very deliberate. I don't just let things fly out of my mouth. And where people miss it a lot of times is when they are under pressure. Oh, I'm under pressure. Okay? If you're under pressure, be quiet. then. Because I'm telling you right now, when you're under pressure, don't say anything. If you don't have the right thing to say, shut up. Put a God over your mouth like this. It's all over you. It's, it's, it's about to come out. Don't say it. God death and life are in the power of the tongue. Don't say it. But I'm under pressure. Pastor, I've got to say something. No, don't say it. Don't say it. Be quiet. Say nothing. The Bible even says, when you come to the house of God, don't be rash with your words. Quiet. Be still and know that I am God. Don't say it. Put a God over your mouth. You see that in the book of Job. Job just kept talking. And then God showed up and said, where were you when I created the world? Job, where were you? Keep talking and talking and talking. You guys have been talking since. Because of course, you know, Job was under pressure. He got to the point, he got so terrible, even the closest person to him said, does the righteous man suffer like this? His wife, his own wife, to curse God and die. So basically, Job had little or nobody around him. If your own closest person is now against you, what are you going to do? The man just kept talking, and God showed up. And God said, where were Job? Come here. Where were you when I created the world? Where were you? And Job put a guard over his mouth. The reason why many are going through what they're going through is because of the things that they've allowed to come out of their mouth consistently. I want to say to you today, stop speaking those things that are destroying your harvest. It is time to begin to speak like God speaks. Speak life. Speak health. Speak prosperity. Speak breakthroughs. Speak miracles. But Pastor God, I don't feel like it. God does not say feel like it and speak it. God said believe it and speak it. You may not feel like it, but you believe it. Because feelings has to do with your mind. But faith has to do with your heart. So faith is in your heart, not in your head. So get out of your head and get into your heart. And begin to speak the truth of the word of God. And you're going to see God begin to change your life as you begin to let the truth out of your mouth. I believe. Think about the angels of God. They are right there. They're standing with you. All they want. The Bible says that these spirits are those that obey the word of God. They are standing right there and waiting on you to begin to speak. And as you begin to speak, those angels will be loosed and released to begin to cause things to happen. Supernatural things will begin to happen in your life as you begin to speak the truth of the word. And someone shout amen. Look at verse number 28. Genesis 1. Are you still with me? Yes. Then God blessed them. What, what did God do? Yes. Say it with me. God blessed them. Yes. Notice God did not curse them. God blessed them. I was teaching a couple of months ago. I was recording some Bible school uh uh, videos for our Bible school students in the office in our studio, and I was teaching on the subject of marriage. I was a marriage. marriage. I guess I taught about twelve classes on the subject of marriage, and in every class, every class would last for fifteen minutes. I was recording at the, at the studio. Every class, I took my text from the book of Genesis. Before the fall of man. And I told the students the reason why I'm taking my text from Genesis before the fall of man is because before the fall of man, we see God's original intention. I want to say God's original intention. After the fall of man, we begin to see distortion. Distortion in marriage, distortion in the concept. Now you have one man marrying two women. Jesus said in the beginning it wasn't so. God made them men and what? Woman, not men and women. Men, a man, let me add a, a man and a woman. God did not make them one man, three women. A man and what? A woman. You know why I did that on purpose? I did that intentionally because I want the students to see that before the fall of Adam, God's original intention was revealed. Now, how many of you would agree with me that God's original intention is still the same? God's original plan has not changed. God's original plan cannot be... Listen, the devil cannot alter the plan of God. If you want to truly understand the new covenant, go read Genesis before the fall. The fall of man is in chapter 3. When you read Genesis 1 and 2, and you see how God gave man dominion, and you see how God blessed man, God put the man in the garden of Eden. The word Eden means pleasure. God put the man in the garden of Eden. And God said to the man, The seed shall be your food. So God did not institute buying and selling. Buying and selling is not God's idea. We use it today, but it was not instituted by God. That is the reason why during the time of the Antichrist... You will be told if you don't have the mark of the beast, you cannot do what. Does not say so you cannot sow and reap. It's that you cannot buy and sell because the antichrist will use commerce to control people. That's the reason why many nations today are already going into a digital currency. They are actually becoming cashless. India. It's probably leading the way right now. If you know anything about what's happening in India, they are becoming a cashless society. I mean, you've got over a billion people in India. That is one-seventh of the population of the earth in one country. Is that correct? They're already going cashless. Many other nations are going to follow suit. Why? Because things are gearing up for the last days. And if Peter said in Acts chapter 2, In the last days said God, our part must be upon all flesh, then we live in the last seconds of the last days. Things are wrapping up very fast. And this is not a time, have you, you heard me say, don't bury your head in the sand like an ostrich. This is a time to wake up and live your life to the glory of God. This is a time to dominate. And I want to say this, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the church is the restraining force. Until the church is out of this place, the Antichrist cannot be revealed. Amen. We occupy. Tell you number. We, we occupy. That's what Jesus said, occupy until I come. The devil is not going to throw us out of this place. And the rapture, by the way, is, listen to me. The rapture is not a way to get a defeated church out of this world. Because he's not coming back for a defeated church. He's coming back for a victorious church. The Bible says he's coming back for a church without blemish. Without wrinkle, without spot. That is the church that he's coming back for. In other words, Jesus is coming back for a victorious church. Amen. And I'm telling you today, we are not defeated. Amen. We are victorious. Yes. I said, we are not defeated. Amen. We are victorious. Amen. Do I have victorious people here today? Yes. If you are victorious, then shout a shout of victory. Yes. Come on. Come on now. Shout of victory. Unto the captain of the host, Jesus Christ, our banner. Come on now, say amen. amen. You're Jehovah Nisi. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I'm I'm getting excited. Maybe I'm preaching to myself. Hallelujah. Who am I preaching to today? Do I have some victorious people in the house today? Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 God blessed them. So, you know why? You go read it. Genesis 1 and 2. Before the man fell, everything was there. The garden was beautiful. Man was clothed in the glory. He was naked. He didn't even know it until he sinned. Shh, no shame before the fall of man. But what happened after the fall of man? Shame. The, the, the Listen, it's true. No shame. The Bible says God came in the cool of the day. And what happened? The Bible says Adam and Eve, they ran. They did not run to God. They ran from God. They ran because two things came. Shame and fear. Adam, Adam, where are you? I heard your voice in the bush or in the garden. And I ran to hide myself because I'm naked. Fear and shame. These things were not there. No depression in the garden. No shame in the garden. No fear in the garden. No poverty in the garden. It was a perfect place. It was a wealthy place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible even talks about the five rivers that flows into the garden. The gold of that place was good with all kinds of precious stones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But when Adam sinned, shame came, sickness came, poverty came from the sweat of your brow, you shall eat. And the land shall no more give you according to its strength. Man was not even cursed after the fall. The earth was cursed. Not man. God curses no man. And no minister should be in the cursing business. You are in ministry. You might, people, might, people might leave you and do their own thing. Sometimes there are pe- people might just do their own thing and, and Don't curse anybody. I curse you. It's not your place. You don't curse nobody. You cannot do that. And by the way, you can't even curse somebody that God blessed. Let me just tell you that in case you want to know. You can can curse all you want. It's not going to come upon the person because God blessed them. Come on now, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You can't bless what is not blessed by God. You cannot curse what God has not cursed. Tell your neighbor I'm blessed. I am, not I am not cursed, especially some of you from Africa. Listen to me. You're born again. You're child of God. The blessing is upon you. Amen. You're wearing a your special clothing. Amen. You're like Joseph Amen. with the coat of many colors, Amen. many graces, many anointings. Amen. The Father loves you. Amen. You are special, Amen. unique, Amen. divinely called. Amen. You've been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. And light and darkness have got nothing in common. Amen. Curse is darkness. Amen. Blessing is light. Amen. And you have come out of darkness. Amen. Colossians 1.13. He delivered us from the power of darkness. And he moved us. The Bible says he translated us. That's the New King James Version, I believe. He translated us. The word translated is the Greek word methystame. It means to move location. He moved you from one location to another. Now, the United States of America might have the strongest military in the world. But they cannot arrest you in Turkey. Yeah. You didn't hear that? Yeah. I said they cannot arrest you in Turkey. Yeah. You know why they cannot arrest you in Turkey? Because Turkey is not their jurisdiction. Yeah. You didn't hear what I said? Yeah. They cannot come to Turkey and arrest you. If they would arrest anybody, they will have to seek the permission of the government of Turkey. Because Turkey is not... Your jurisdiction. I don't care how strong you are. I'm here to say to you, because you've been moved out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love. The Bible says, "In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin." Because you now live in a different territory, the kingdom of darkness cannot exert upon you. Amen. What's it ever going to do? Cross the border? Hey, hey, hey! Talk to me. What's it ever going to do? Cross the border? Because, you, because before you come into a new territory, you have to cross the border. There's border crossing. Whether you're driving in or whether you're flying in or whether you're on a boat, you must cross the border. Somebody will stamp you in first and say, welcome to Turkey or welcome to Germany or welcome to Nigeria. You know, you cross the border. How is the devil going to cross the border and see you in the kingdom of light? We have to change the way we think. A lot of times, the Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's the way people think. People are being so brainwashed with religion. They believe all kinds of nonsense. By the way, listen. I'm the seed of Abraham. Oh, you didn't hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm part of the lineage. Come on now, say amen. I said I'm part of the lineage. They that are of faith, these are the sons of Abraham. Oh, well, but Pastor God, what of your, the curse on your father and your grandfather and your great grandfather and your great great grandfather? Well, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about Are you talking about Abraham or you're talking about uh, Jonathan? My father's name is Jonathan. In actual fact, he's gone home to be with Jesus, born again. He was, he was born again. He served God. He's in heaven. Come on, say Amen. I choose to connect with the blessing of Abraham Christ Galatians 3 13 Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law having been made a curse for us for it is written what is written curse said is one that hangs where on the tree on the tree tree. you know what crucifixion takes about three to four days I was a three to four days when they crucify people, it will take about three to four days before they die, before they give up. But you know, Jesus died in hours. You know why Jesus died in hours? Not in three to four days. Because the curse, the sin, the fear, the bondage, the disease, cancer, HIV, everything that man suffers. Even incurable, you know what is referred to as incurable disease back in the day? Plagues. The, that's another that word, really. Plague simply means disease cannot, that cannot be cured. That's really what it means. So when you see, like the, like the 10 plagues in Egypt, you know there was nothing the magicians could do about it. God had to remove it or else nobody could do anything about it. Those are, that's why it's called 10 plagues. Because plagues are diseases that cannot be cured. You remember the story of the woman with the issue of blood? The Bible says she was sick for 12 years, and she had gone to many physicians. She did not get better, rather she grew worse and when she touched the hem of jesus's garment what did jesus say daughter your faith has healed you go and be free of thy plague oh yeah plague so that's what incurable so there are things that are incurable there are things that are incurable all these things came on jesus while he was on the cross he carried your sin. He carried your pain. He carried your poverty. He carried your disease. He carried your bondage. Matthew eight seventeen. That it might be fulfilled with what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. That he himself took our infirmities and carried our diseases. He carried all of these things for us. That is the reason why he could not stay for... One more day or two more days or three or four. That is a normal thing. He died in hours because of your pain, because of your shame, because of your bondage, because of your depression, because of everything that the devil threw at you. Jesus took them. The Bible says he that knew no sin became sin sacrifice that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So what he did for us was an exchange. You and I were supposed to die. You and I were supposed to suffer. You and I were supposed to live in poverty. You and I were supposed to be depressed. You and I were supposed to be oppressed. Jesus took all of that. And so he died quickly. But when he went down to the grave, he went down to hell. And he took from the devil the key of death and hell and the grave. And he came back and he said, All power in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. And he gave the church the same authority, the same dominion, the same power. That what he had, you and I have today. That is why we can walk walk in victory over sickness victory over poverty victory over disease victory over the economy of the world because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world if you receive it clap your hands give jesus the praise give jesus the glory shout to the lord a shout of victory if you're a victor if you dominate shout to the lord today hallelujah hallelujah praise the Lord my goodness hallelujah Hallelujah. I said hallelujah Hallelujah. I'm gonna have you say this say this with me I identify identify with the death the burial the resurrection the the Ascension ascension, and the the enthronement of Jesus Christ I have the life of Christ where he, is now, where he is now, that is where I am. That is where I am. A, place A place of complete, of complete dominance. dominance. If you believe that, shout amen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Say this with me. I was created by God, created by God. to dominate, dominate in every area of life. Jesus was never dominated by any circumstance. Therefore, as a member of his body, I cannot be dominated by any circumstance. While he was on the earth, he walked in absolute dominion. It is my turn to do what he did walking walk in absolute dominion here on the earth. Yeah. I, believe in I believe in prosperity. I believe in divine health. I believe in divine protection. I dominate sickness, sickness poverty, poverty, and every walk of darkness in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. If you receive it, then shout yeah. unto the Lord. Yeah. Shout. Come on. Clap your hands to the Lord and give Him glory. Shout to the Lord a shout of victory. Come on now. Hallelujah. Shout to the Lord a shout of victory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yay. Glory to God. I'm in victory. Jesus Christ has given me victory. Yes. I'm not the head. I'm, the, I'm not the tail. I'm the head. Yes. I'm not beneath. I'm above. Yes. I'm not the darkness of the world. I'm the light of the world. Yes. I'm not a building in the valley. I'm a building on top of the mountain. And I cannot be hidden. Yes. My light is not under the bushel. My light is on top of the table. Yes. And my light gives light to everyone that comes around me yes. and everyone I come around. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Come on now, give God one more time. I'm telling you, you've got to be grateful to God. You've got to be grateful to God this morning. You've got to be grateful. You've got to be thankful. Thank you for victory. Thank you for dominion. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for all that you've placed upon me. I am in victory. Hallelujah. So when when you go out tomorrow... You're going to walk in dominion. When you go out on Tuesday, dominion. Wednesday, dominion. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. When you're coming back to church on Sunday, you're coming in dominion. You're coming with testimonies. You're coming with a new song on your lips. You're coming victorious. You're coming powerfully. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Father, thank you for your people today. What an amazing grace that you have poured out profusely upon us by the preaching and the teaching of your word. Thank you for the spirit of freedom in this place. The Lord, not one person here is bound. The Lord, even as they comprehend and they grasp and they come to terms with what Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary. The Lord, they are not bound, but they are free. With your hands lifted. Lord, I bless your people today. In the name that's above every other name. God has highly exalted him and giving him a name that's above every other name. That at the name mention of the name Jesus, every name would bow. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, everything that's worked against your life, by the authority in Jesus' name, I command it to bow. I command it to leave your life. I command it to dissipate. I declare grace upon you from today, from the crown of your head down to the soles of your feet. I declare the power of God at work in your life. Victory on every side. You go out blessed, you come in blessed. You're going out blessed, you're coming in blessed. Your body is blessed. Your health is blessed. Your mind is blessed. Your family is blessed. Your home is blessed. Children are blessed. Parents are blessed. Amen. Business is blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Claus vashata. Nande rebosh